Welcome to the Mystic Lighthouse, your beacon for the paranormal. Each week we will explore a grab bag of different cryptid sightings, hauntings, UFO encounters, and various other true tales that are sure to leave you questioning, what are you willing to believe? Hello everyone and welcome to the Mystic Lighthouse. On this week's episode, we'll hear tales of a possible skinwalker sighting, disembodied voices, and a historical haunted location. All this and more on this week's Tales from the Mystic Lighthouse. Our first story is from Maddie, and it's truly terrifying. She tells us of a sighting that can only be described as a skinwalker. Hi, my name is Madeline. Um, thank you for letting me share this story. Um, the only thing I can describe this story as is as a skinwalker. Um, this happened about two years ago at my old house. I don't live there anymore. Um, probably a good thing because this was really creepy, but I was, it was probably around 10 o'clock at night whenever this happened. I was walking my dog out in my yard. Um, so it was really dark whenever this happened, but we were in my yard. We were at the far end, the farthest end of my house away from my front door. It was a a long trailer so we were pretty far away from my front door and on that side where I was there was my back door and there's a wheelchair ramp um, so I was standing by that wheelchair ramp take my dog out and he starts growling um, he was growling in the direction I guess behind my house um, the back side of my house was actually the back side of another person's house so it was almost like that direction behind my house was like a tunnel so it was really dark couldn't really see anything back there um he starts growling and i kind of got a little freaked out because i was like is someone over there but while he was using the bathroom a dog i think some sort of dog walked out from behind my house so it just kind of walked out of the darkness it was really creepy um it was a really big dog it was like really fat and it was like bumpy looking um and i could only see the outline of it because like i said it was really dark um he starts growling at this other dog and was like really genuinely defensive like he got in front of me and was just standing there like it's like he was protecting me um so i start walking him toward the front 
porch of my house because I was worried that he was going to try to attack this dog or this dog was going to try to attack him. Um, but as we're walking away, this dog continues walking around the wheelchair ramp into my yard. Um, and once it got to the end of the wheelchair ramp, so it was not super close to us. It's probably about 10 feet away. It was somewhat illuminated by the street lamp that was on my road. And whenever it was kind of lit up, I, the only thing I could describe it as was like gray. It, it didn't look like it had like fur. It looked like it had like gray skin. Um, but it still looked like a dog. Um, but at this point I realized it did not have a tail. So what I was thinking at this point is like, oh my gosh, this dog looks so sick or old. Like it, it did not look like it was in good shape. And as it was walking, it was like wobbling all over the place and limping and it did not look healthy. And I was, <laughs> I was really <laughs> kind of worried about it, but I was more worried that my dog was going to attack it thinking that it was going to hurt me. So we get to, I guess, the closest point we could get to the front porch of my house. Um, there was a carport where my car was. And so we go around the carport and like to get to the front porch of my house because there was a wheelchair ramp there too, actually. Um, so we're standing right next to the road. Um, and I don't know how this happened. I really don't because we didn't spend very much time in the yard after that. Um, keep in mind that this dog had walked into my yard. So it was, I guess, behind me technically. But by the time we got to my front porch, this dog had walked around the back of my house and was standing in the road on the other side of my front porch. I know that's a little confusing. Um, <laughs> it's confusing to think back on too, but it was standing in the road and it was kind of illuminated by another street lamp. Um, and at this point I look at it and I, I don't, I don't, I, it looked like its back legs were kind of really long. It looked like it was like lopsided. And I was just staring at it and my dog, he stopped growling, but he did kind of start whimpering like he was like nervous and I didn't really want to go around this dog to get to my front porch. So I'm just staring at it. I'm probably staring at it for like two or three minutes because I was trying to figure out what it was doing. And then it barked, but it didn't sound like a bark. It, it's kind of crazy to think back on, but it sounded like a person imitating a bark, but like really badly. It almost sounded like a person saying bark or like saying just bark, I guess. Like it was like bark, like, like that. <laughs> it was really bad, but it, at that point, as soon as it did that, my dog started barking at it. And it kind of waddled backwards, like it was walking backwards. And it just, it looked so not real. Like, it was it was very strange. And I, I grab my dog by the collar and I run him inside of my house. And I get into the house and I close and lock the door. Because I was like, that was creepy. Like, 
there's a dog outside, like, what if something's wrong with it? But then I sat down on the couch and was thinking really hard for a second, and I was like, that didn't look like a dog. That, that did not look like a dog. And I thought back on some creepy pastas and things like that, just urban legends about skinwalkers and how they imitate other creatures. And the more I thought about it, I may have just convinced myself that this is what it was just so I had an explanation. But honestly, I think that it was a skinwalker imitating a dog um, and not doing a very good job of it at that. But at that point, I actually made sure because I opened the windows all the time. I actually went around my house, made sure all the doors and windows were locked and I turned all the lights off because it, it was dark out. So I was about to get, go to bed anyway. But I turned all the lights off and I just kind of sat and like waited for a little while. Um, just because I wanted to see if it was still out there or if it would go away. Um, and later that night, I did look out my kitchen window that kind of faces over my front porch. And I was just kind of looking to see if it was still out there and it was it was still out there in almost the exact same place where it was whenever I walked into the house um so this was maybe like a a good hour later and it was still there and I wanted to try to get a better look of it but I got I was so scared at that point that I didn't really want to look at it for too long or draw attention to myself or anything so I just I went I tried to go to bed I didn't sleep very well last that night but I actually brought the situation up to my friend the next day who also is into a lot of urban legends and creepypastas and things like that and he was like yeah that sounded like a skinwalker um and I know they're not really I guess commonly seen around this part of the United States, but that's really genuinely what it seemed like. Um, and it's very strange because I think it was probably around three years ago, I had another situation that kind of makes me think of the same thing. I, um, actually had just recently learned at this point what a skinwalker was. And I was living at my dad's at the time, and I was living in his basement. And a week before this happened, my dog actually passed away. And he passed away at the house. And my my dad has a lot of artifacts that are like Native American artifacts. Um, He has a lot of arrowheads in our house. He has a lot of things like that. Um, And they're all over our house. So things have happened there before but I was sitting in the basement and I was just I think I might have been studying or something and I heard a bark come from upstairs and it sounded exactly like my dog who had just passed away he was a Yorkie so he had a very distinct bark and I run upstairs because I I didn't think about it I, I guess it hadn't like sunk in yet that he was gone but I walk up, run upstairs because it sounded like he was in pain or something. And then I'm standing up there and nothing is there. And I was like, that was really weird. And while I was 
standing upstairs, just kind of like wondering what just happened, I heard another bark and it was from downstairs where I just was in the basement and it sounded exactly the same, but like way louder. And I sat there for a second. I was like, I don't know what that was. That was not, obviously it wasn't my dog. It wasn't any, any of the dogs. I had my dog there at the time. Um, and my dad had a couple, a couple of dogs, but it wasn't, it couldn't have been any of them. And I, I sat there and I was like, this is weird. And I called my mom at that point and was like, kind of, I was kind of emotional still because my dog had just passed away. And I was like, it's so weird. I just, I heard, I think I thought I heard him barking. And she said, yeah, um, whenever I lived there, cause my parents are divorced. So they, she doesn't live there anymore. But she said that she used to hear dogs barking a lot and they weren't there. I was like, why do you think that is? And she said that that's just always been like that since my dad built the house. But he actually built the house over where, um, before I was even born, they had buried their dog. I think his name was Joe. What a, like an interesting name for a dog. But um, they had buried him right around where my dad ended up building the house way later on. And she said that she's just always heard dogs barking and with no explanation but I thought that it sounded more like like fake like not a real bark if that makes sense like an imitation of a bark um and that kind of comes up in my mind when I think about the skinwalker story because that it sounded like an imitation like it was something pretending to be a dog to kind of get me to go upstairs or get me to walk over to it or something like that. Um, so, but yeah, that's, that's my story of when I'm pretty sure I saw a skinwalker and thankfully I got away from it. Um, I don't, I don't really know a lot about skinwalkers, but that definitely comes up in my mind when I think of that situation. That's the only explanation I have as of right now. So, but yeah, that's that's my story. Uh, thank you. Next up is Irvin, and he recounts an experience he had hearing a disembodied voice. What's even scarier is that the voice was talking to his niece. Hello, my name is Irvin and this is my story of my paranormal encounter. When I was 13 years old, my brother was visiting with his girlfriend and his daughter. And I was showering upstairs while the whole family sat downstairs. So my brother, his girlfriend and my parents, but his daughter was sleeping upstairs. And yeah, so I was taking a regular shower and I exited like the shower and to sketch the situation like there were two doors on the left and two doors on the right and my niece yeah my brother's daughter she was sleeping on the door on the right so when i exit the shower i could hear a voice like whispering whispering in dutch like it's okay it's uh, late already you should go to bed and my niece was like yeah a little bit of upset she was mumbling in her sleep and stuff but I thought like, yeah, that must be the girlfriend of my brother. But suddenly like I heard the first voice I heard coming from downstairs was my 
brother's girlfriend voice. And at that moment I like started to panic because it was a female voice and it wasn't my mother's voice and I couldn't reckon I could recognize her voice out of thousands so but still I was telling myself yeah it must be my mother then because she's the only female in the house but yeah because I didn't trust it I kept like eavesdropping downstairs and I kept listening and listening and I heard my brother talk my father talk his girlfriend talk but I never heard my mother talk in between and then I thought like, yeah, it must be my mother. And then out of the sudden, I heard like my father telling a joke. And suddenly like my mother started to laugh like very loud. And at that moment, like shivers went down my spine because at that moment I realized hey, it wasn't my girlfriend, my brother's girlfriend. It wasn't my mother. I didn't know who it was. So I went to the door. And at this moment, like I was sweating, my heart was pounding. I could feel it in my throat. I could only hear my heartbeat in my ear. And I like, I grabbed the door handle. I went peeking inside the room and I see this, yeah, this light, but this light manifests itself on the wall. And from the wall, it went down over the floor. And from the floor, it went down over the box where my brother's daughter was sleeping in. But when I looked to the curtains, there was no light on the curtains. So the light like literally manifested itself from the wall or the floor. I don't know, but there was no source of light. So I immediately like closed the door again. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't know what to do. So I like opened the door and I just kept my eyes closed because yeah, I was like, yeah, totally freaked out, but I still felt this kind of responsibility towards my niece to yeah to protect her in yeah in any way i could but yeah i, I kind of chicken out because i still stand there like i opened the door and i had my eyes closed and i maybe had my eyes closed for like 30 seconds or a minute or i don't know but it felt like hours like i was standing there for hours and then when i finally like gathered the courage to open my eyes I just opened my eyes to an empty dark room, like there was nothing there. The the whisperings and everything I heard stopped, like the light disappeared. But the weird, weirdest part in my opinion is like that my niece stopped mumbling and she was like peaceful all the time. Because after that event I just opened the door from her room and opened the door from my room. Just sat in my room with the lights on and like watch TV. but. I was more watching towards the room than actually watching TV because yeah I'm still like yeah I'm not freaked out anymore because of the experience but it's it's still experience of a lifetime to say that so I yeah I hope you enjoyed my experience and that it can help anyone on his way with paranormal encounters or anything yeah goodbye <laughs> Our next story is from Lester. He describes a frightening experience with a mirror. I'm Afraid to Look in the Mirror by Bert Schmidt. 
This is happening right now. So forgive the lack of literary quality or eloquence. I'm simply pulling thoughts from my brain that's just awakened from dreams. Lately, I've been having horrible dreams. Nightmares that a demon is trying to possess me. Nightmares that a possessed girl is in my room. And just now, nightmares of both happening simultaneously. I'm only posting this for documentation purposes. I'm currently awake in my dark bedroom under my covers. I grabbed my phone to post this because I don't want to pull off the sheets and look. For the past 15 minutes, I've had an inordinate amount of back-to-back -back dreams, all exactly the same. At first I thought it was actually happening. I'm asleep, lying on my side just as I am now. I wake up under the covers, and I know there's a woman who looks just horrifying standing at the foot of my bed. I wake up, throw the covers off of me, and then dash across the room to hit the lights, keeping my head down. If I turn on the lights, I believe, or at least I hope, that she goes away. However, for some reason, I'd run to my mirror right after and start making evil faces at myself, smiling and gritting my teeth. I must have dreamt this ten times in a row. My teeth decay worse each time and my pupils grow larger and blacker. Now I'm under the covers again. Just as usual, right before dawn, I begin to hear voices all around me, even with my earplugs in. The voices are always worse, just before daylight, every night. As of right now, I hear them at the foot of my bed. I want to turn on the light, check the mirror, exhale, and take an Ambien. I swear this to be true, that what motivated me to type this was a random call from my girlfriend just as I grabbed my phone minutes ago. I answered, listened, heard labored breathing, and then it hung up. At first I thought she accidentally called and she was snoring until I realized that the breathing was right into the receiver. I called back and she isn't answering. The fucking phone didn't just call itself. Something is trying to communicate, but its energy isn't positive. Jesus, pray for me that this isn't real. The end, but just for now. Our last story is from Portsmouth, Ohio, about an area in the Scioto State Forest called Dead Man's Hollow. It is an area of dense, dark forest in a secluded pocket of Scioto State Forest, tucked between Little Gum Hollow and Webb Hollow. Dead Man Hollow it is aptly named. A dead man was found here in 1824. No one knew who he was, only that he carried with him the wares of a pack peddler and tinker. Combs, implements, and tin plates, the type of things a traveling man would trade or the tools which he would use for those little repairs around the remote homes he stopped in on his way. Many believed that he was murdered. Andrew Lee Fate, PhD with Scioto Historical, 
dug up some interesting information that came from Harry Knighton, a mycologist who studied fungi in Shawnee State Forest. Knighton recounted that the peddler's bones and some miscellaneous supplies were found by CCC workers in the 1930s, working on the forest roadway. It had been placed within the crevice of a small rock overhang. The body was later moved and reburied and a marker stone erected to commemorate the place. In a newspaper article in the Monday, May 31st, 1948 Portsmouth Times, entitled, Grave in the Wilds of Scioto County Holds Secret, a local grocer in friendship, Dan Stockham related the story told to him by old-timers about the mysterious grave. It was believed that the peddler had paused in the town of Buena Vista in Scioto County. Thank you for joining me today in the Mystic Lighthouse. All stories submitted and narrated are purported to be true. The Mystic Lighthouse is produced and narrated by your host, Bo Carver. If you have any stories you would like to tell, you can submit them at themysticlighthouse at gmail.com. And tune in next week for all new tales.